Welcome back to The Minute Who Shagged Me, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, continuing with The Spy Who Shagged Me. I'm Johnny, and it's the end of the week, and I'm really sad that today's the last day with my special guest, and he is... I am Rob from Titanic Minute. We're finishing up the week. What a whirlwind of a week it's been. We've we've gone to we've gone all sorts of eras, all sorts of locations, and learned all sorts of games. Definitely. And today we're gonna talk a little bit more about time travel because I clearly haven't talked about it enough in this podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> this is what we, we we discussed this a little bit yesterday, but like shouldn't he have been impotent the entire time? So, yes, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I really logistically don't know how this works because I feel like we have created a, like, a parallel timeline. Or, here's another theory for you. Maybe this isn't a case of impotence. Maybe this is simply a case of love. Let me explain. <laughs> Austin Powers loves Vanessa Kensington. And because of that, he's able to be, he has his mojo. And what's really happened is that when he's with, uh, not Wanda Bonia, um, Ivana, Ivana Hump a lot. When he's with Ivana Hump a lot, the issue is he can't get his mind off Vanessa. I mean, she was pretty banging, so I understand. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Hurley is like, yes, yes. Very the prime Elizabeth Hurley during Austin Powers. Yeah. Can't blame him. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe they went in the testing and they got their gigantic redhead photos out. But <laughs> really... Really, he was he needed Vanessa Kensington, or at least to get over Vanessa Kensington, in order to feel aroused like that again. I mean, you might be right, but also that's not as entertaining of a movie <laughs> as like a parallel timeline. I mean, I I agree with like that's probably exactly what happened. But but, it, but he's not going to admit it. He's not going to no. say like, "Oh, I can't go over Vanessa." Because the thing is, if your mojo is really semen, you can produce more of that. Yep. So that's not a problem. But speaking as someone who's had a vasectomy, can't produce sperm after that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you can still. Yeah, you can still create semen. There are different things. That's what I learned. Or different. Or different things. Wow. What? Okay. Yeah. They're different things. They're like uh, little ghost guys. It's like, oh my God. I can't believe we're talking about this, but we're talking about it. Because you made me, I described a full on like um, sperm bank last episode. Yes. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, when you have a vasectomy, you still produce semen, but the connection of where the sperm comes from is, is no longer, is lost, is no longer there. So they are they are different things. Now you know. All right, the more you know, guys. The more you know. People didn't expect to learn that on uh, on this podcast, and they did. You didn't expect to learn about a dis disease coming from cannibalism last minute. You didn't expect to learn about <laughs> what the 
things that happen to you after a vasectomy, but, you know, come back for all of your weird knowledge needs. Mm -hmm. We're here. We're here for you. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, so so I have a question for you. Okay. Did you ever play the punch bug thing as a kid? I did. Okay. Everyone did, right? That's everyone. Did you do the cruiser bruisers? What is cruisers bruisers? Cruiser bruisers or PT cruisers. Oh, I think I'm too old for that. I yeah. Don't, I don't. Yeah. I would have been in like high school and punching my friends, I think, at that age. Okay. Cruiser if we're, bruisers. Yeah. They're called cruiser bruisers. I mean, there are considerably less PT cruisers on the road now. So, like, that's yes. fine. <laughs> but um, every time I see one, I laugh like hysterically because they were I think they were a very popular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I guess speaking of. Since I made you talk about vasectomies, have you ever played any other like car games that are um, like uns- they're kind of like not necessarily like yeah punch buggy P- or cruiser bruisers, but like not like innocent ones like oh look I'm seeing the look there's an Iowa license plate oh look there's an Arkansas what no not like that kind of like oh. more adult style car games. Oh. Oh, my. Uh, okay, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but in my younger days when I used to go out to the bars and let's say I was hanging out with some friends and the significant other of one of our friends came and picked us up, I w- would do this thing where I would sit in the back seat and I would quietly <laughs> I would quietly take my pants off. What? And then I would say to the driver... I would say, um, sorry, can you hold on to these for a second? And then they would reach their hand, and I would just hand them my pants. What a strange game. It's, and, uh, and I would, like, all it would be is just for the gag of how funny it was for everyone in the back seat to watch as I, like, quietly wiggled out of my pants. <laughs> I've, and then handed them to someone. I've literally never this, heard of that game. <laughs> I think that's a you exclusive game. I think it might have been. <laughs> But it never stopped being funny. It never stopped being funny. We're just like, excuse me, can you hold on to these? Can you hold on to this? And they like they don't know what I'm gonna hold on. You know, they're just reach your hand like, yeah, what do you need? And then I would just hand them my pants. What? Is that what you were looking for? <laughs> That's also applicable here. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking more of like, did you play like Padiddle at all? What? No. What is Padiddle? Okay. So. Oh my god. There's this really interesting game. Sure sounds that, like it. That when you, we used to play this all the time. Like it, even in the most innocent of contexts, like you could spin it in a very innocent way, or you could spin it in a really like not so innocent way. A randy way, if in you will. A, a, yes, a very randy way. So if you see a car with a burnt out headlight on oncoming traffic, you have to hit the top of the roof of the car, like on the inside, um, and say padiddle. And if you're the last person to do it, you have to take off a piece of clothing. Oh, no. This is not a thing I had done. Yeah. So it's really fun. Not for the person who's chronically the last person. Okay. So it'd just be one person not wearing clothes in the car? Yeah. And you would think that it wouldn't be the driver, but I've been really good at this game and had the driver completely naked before completely naked and you think that they would be yes completely naked you think that they would be like the most vigilant out of the people in the car because they're driving 
I I give you I give you credit for seeing this game through. This seems like one of the game. This seems like a game where someone gets like two thirds of the way there and the game ends. Mm-mm. There was somebody half naked in the car, and the driver was naked. Wow. And then the other me and the other person who was in the car, we had just taken off like socks and shoes and stuff. <laughs> Fiddle. No, I did not know that. That is, that is different. That is, uh, I was playing that game, but by myself, apparently. and <laughs> Just uh, one pair of pants at a time. Yes. <laughs> Can you hold on to these? I think that Austin would be really about your game and also my game. Because both, yes. and then like articles of clothing coming off. So like and that's laughter. fine. And laughter. And laughter. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out that it is this punch buggy. But I love that it's like the modern yeah. One. All it's missing is the flower pot in the front. Right? I know. Mm-hmm. If we would have had like a psychedelic like 60s flower, that would have been really cool. Yeah, there you go. I also like how in the background uh, there is like these white barrels that say drive safely. Yeah. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything in those barrels, um, but drive safely. Do you think they're like barricade barrels like for NASCAR where they're like filled with water? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or like you see at the end of like exit ramps and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a friend of mine that, you know, the the sticks that stick out like to kind of keep you in your lanes. Mm-hmm. He wanted to point out to us once like, oh, those aren't anything. Those just flopped down when you hit them. And he just like merged over this truck. So he was driving right over them. And sure enough, they just flipped down and popped back up. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that was pretty confident. I feel like that, that's uh, not always the case i mean it was this time but yeah that would be that would be something else if it wasn't then you oh, guys are man. just stranded with like broken down car and he's like i thought i yes. was right <laughs> I, thought, I didn't know they were made of concrete oh my god my car i i do enjoy this moment in this movie when he uh when basil breaks the fourth wall to talk about time travel oh yeah so the explanation is I'm going to read it as it happens. So Austin's questioning what's going on. So he's like, wait a tick. Basil, if I'm travel, if I travel back to 1969 and I was frozen in 1967, presumably I could go visit my frozen self. But if I'm still frozen in 1967, how could I have been unthawed in the nineties and traveled back to, Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. So like, I agree, but also, I'm going to use the example of time is a flat circle and you're going to hear that a lot in this podcast because several people have said it. So like, but I also believe time being a flat circle, but if you see, I don't know if they're meant to be like charts of orbits or if they're meant to be like time space, like circles, literally. So there's like a chart to the bottom left of the screen second six in this minute and it's two overlap like it's two circles ovals they look like orbits with one point at which they meet there's also like a smaller circle so in my head i'm thinking okay so here's the first circle of the 60s everything going as planned before and here is the cyclical circle of everything going as planned in the 90s when they meet 
at that point at the like yeah <laughs> that one little point on the chart they're creating yeah. that tinier circle inside the left hand side circle of this is a new timeline a new timeline that we're creating because time travel is now a thing Oh, okay. I don't know if that's really what the chart means. It could be completely wrong. It could just be a set of boobs, but who knows? Okay. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, I see what you're saying. So, essentially, it's um, th- it's just separate timelines. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff's happening in separate timelines. So, there's a different timeline that the first movie takes place in where everything's fine. And now we're in a timeline in that he's impotent. Yes. Okay. Because like anytime you time travel, generally the rule is you rip a, a hole in the space time continuum. Yes. To be able to time travel. By ripping a hole, you have the opportunity to create a parallel timeline. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm with this. This works for me. This is like two beers deep logic. <laughs> Which is like I'm not it's two tall boys. So like I feel yeah. I feel confident with my choices. You can sell people on your ideas right now and we'll believe it. There's you know what I mean? You're not slurring enough for it to not work. <laughs> so um, it's yeah. Okay. All right. All I don't right. I don't right. I don't get the choice bet- of him saying he's going to go back to the 60s and recharge his mojo. If he's recharging and that means he has it right now. But if he goes back to the 60s, it's pre, it's before it's been removed. No. no. Or is he recharging his mojo in, oh, I don't know. See, that doesn't make sense. (sighs) Mike Myers, come on my podcast and explain this. He's not busy. No, I accept all of these rumors about the fourth one. And those are the only things that are keeping him busy. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, okay. All right. I, I have, speaking of Mojo, I maybe already did this, but I did dig into boxofficemojo.com. Have you talked about any of this yet? Ooh. Um, I know that I discussed the first week, like budgets of the, fir- of the films okay. and like the gross between like the first one and the second one and that the second one was way more successful. Yeah. So that's what I, I was shocked about. I, in my head in, and I, I saw International Man of Mystery in the theater uh, but only made fifty three million and was thirty fifth in the box office mm-hmm. that year, whereas this movie made two hundred and six million. Yeah, it was wild. Fourth, yeah, it's not even close. I had no idea. So it's like that's why a lot of people choose this one as their favorite. Because you think most people, this is their first experience with it, or the first time in the theater. Um, maybe both. I definitely. I'm pretty sure I watched this one first in my lifetime. Interesting. And then okay. watched the first one second. Okay. Yeah, I for sure. Am, this is one of the few times in my life that I could be like, I saw the first one in the theater because I have vivid memories of it. I was definitely not old enough. Yeah. <laughs> like even remotely. <laughs> I it was 97. I mean, I would have been like 13 or 14 it's like the perfect age for it too i was like five (laughs) okay that makes sense so not (laughs) not the perfect age tender age of five um walking around saying stuff like randy not a good look because five-year-olds are sponges did you know the motorcycle wave at the age of five no i didn't my dad didn't get a motorcycle until like my 
high school life. Okay. So I did not know the motorcycle wave. If I knew it at five, I'd be doing it all the time. Did you did you talk about how Demi Moore produces movie? Yes, I love that Demi Moore. She's she's an unsung hero. Yeah, I didn't talk about her producing it, but she's wonderful. I I had no idea she produced it, but uh, she did. It's crazy. I had no idea. She um. She's in Goldmember, I think. Maybe. Oh. Okay. Hold on. So I might have overstepped because I, I love her because she was definitely in Charlie's Angels, the second one. Okay. As like a villain. I like spy movies of all shapes and sizes. Oh, she was all, all three Austin Powers movies. She was an executive producer of. It's crazy. Let me see here. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll be damned. I am damned. Yeah, she was produced all three series. Okay, three no, she definitely wasn't in them, but yeah, she was a, a credit for like production. Yeah, but she was the evil spy lady in Full Throttle, the Charlie's oh, okay. Angels one. Okay. You know, all these spy movies overlap because they're based on similar instances. Yeah, yeah. Demi Moore, man. You think Ashton got her into this, or do you think this is her own thing? Was Ashton Probably old her enough? Own thing. I don't know. He's probably too young at that point. That's that's true. Um, I I know we, I've sort of talked about Demi more, but can I can I uh, since we're the end of the week, I haven't had a chance to tell. I have a Heather Graham story. Tell me all about Heather Graham. Okay. So when I was in a freshman in college, which would have been two thousand and one, there was this guy who lived on our floor, and I cannot for the life of me remember his name. So that's probably for the best. But I remember, this is 2001. This is two years after this movie came out. Uh, I remember him telling us how he just got back from a modeling shoot. And, like, this guy was, you know, he was built athletically, but he wasn't a guy that you would look at and be like, that guy's got to be a model. So right away I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I just got back from this modeling shoot. And he goes, you won't believe who was there. And I was like, I don't, I don't know who was there. And he said, and I'm quoting him here, he said, Heather Grams. And I instantly was thinking like, yeah? <laughs> In my head, I was like, but her name is Heather Graham. But I didn't want to say that first. I'm like, so Heather Graham? You did it with Heather Graham? And he's like, yeah, it was me and Heather Grams. She's very nice and very beautiful. And he never, like, let go of the story. And I, I guess I never confirmed if it was true or not. But, A, it couldn't have been true. Why would some, like, freshman in college be modeling with Heather Graham in, like, 2001 when she would have been pretty famous at that point? And, number two, he kept calling her Heather Grahams. I really wish you would have known who he was because the Internet exists and it's a very powerful tool. Because we could type in both of their names and find their model credits. I can't remember his name. Although I, someone did send me an article. I think he became a teacher and then got in trouble for being with a kid. Oh, no. That's negative. <laughs> okay, good no. thing we don't remember who he is. Okay. Yeah, so it's for the best. It was in 2001? Yeah, 2001. If I saw the name, I'd recognize it. But I don't, I don't, I don't recognize him. I don't want to out whoever this is. Um, so yeah, can you believe that? 
Heather Grams. Heather Grams. Like, listen, if you're going to tell somebody that she's beautiful, like, you need to remember her name. You should know her name. She's in, like, this is 2001. It's not like she's, you know, this isn't, like, right before Boogie Nights. Like, this is just a pretty big deal in, at this point. In, like, night in 2001, she did The Spy Who Shagged Me. Uh, she was in From Hell. And then before that, she was in Boogie Nights and Swingers. Like, you know crazy but yes uh heather grams so whenever i see or hear of heather graham i just think of uh i think of that story wow what a clown i know (laughs) yeah that's the perfect way to put it oh heather grams so her or so felicity shagwell or vanessa kensington Vanessa Kensington. Okay. Yeah. I've always been a really big Elizabeth Hurley fan. Probably because I saw Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery when I was like 14 or 13. You you were an impressionable youth. Yes. Yes. Very. I think um, Heather Graham did a really wonderful job in the film. Like if it it wasn't going to continue to be Vanessa, she was a good like next Bond girl. Sure. And I think like you can't have it continue to be the same person if you're like modeling after Bond. Yeah. You have to have a different girl every time. But I mean, did your first wife have to explode though? <laughs> like lit quite literally explode. I I hope she sent him some like this is a case where it'd be nice to have those boudoir photos. Right? If she's going to blow up. So that way he can just have like a Rolodex of like his ladies. Yeah. See, that's a different. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. That's sense. If you're, if you plan on exploding, you should do a boudoir <laughs> photo for your husband. Um, and we mean quite literally, not figuratively. Yes, literally explode. So, like, hopefully you don't. But if you do, um, document your Get- banging figure. I don't know. Also, I think I I think if you're younger and you're. Okay, this is going. I'm sorry. No. So like, if if you're if you're younger and you're not married yet, but you hope to someday, you should just get those photos taken now. Well, for yourself as well as your significant yeah. other. And then later you can be like, listen, I know, I know this was eight years ago, but too bad we didn't meet earlier. And then you can, <laughs> you know, that is the saddest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Too bad you didn't see me eight years ago because I was yeah. quite a little firecracker. But here's photos of remembrance of it. No. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I shouldn't say that. That was terrible. Your wife's, like, going to come in and, like, smack you in the back of the head any minute. Like, what are you talking about in there? What do you mean boudoir photos? Boudoir photos. Eight years ago? What the fuck, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> just saying you know think oh ahead oh my gosh well or you should you could also just like lean into it and um be who you are be a titty streamer or like a titty streamer. sorry that's like What's a that's it's a derogatory term for women who are twitch game streamers which oh, just take back the okay. narrative it's okay if your your tits are out if you're if you're doing your thing i don't care mm-hmm. it's not called titch no, but it could be, and that could be could another be. million dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them away. 
just here, guys. You just run with them. See what happens. But they were our ideas first. <laughs> Barter for boudoir. No, I'm telling you that like <laughs> cash for gold shit is cheapening it. No. Boudoir swap. Uh, okay. Uh, I like I'm I'm sticking with barter <laughs> for boudoir. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this was this is your favorite or international man is your favorite or gold member? International man is my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair Clear, enough. Yeah, without a doubt is absolutely my favorite one. Yeah. Still holds up. Like it's you know, sometimes comedies are tough because you don't know how much of timing mattered for when you like it. Um you know, and, and, and it still matters, but I, I think there's like this like set of movies that came out from like ninety three through like ninety eight that like just hit me at the perfect age and like I'll always love. And and I think International Man of Mysteries is, is definitely on that list. What about the Phantom Menace? <laughs> the Phantom Menace is not on that list. Although I think it's the best prequel, but that's just because the other ones are terrible. I just asked because it came out at the same time. It's yes. Austin Powers um, no, that was 99. So it was a little too late. I said 98, right? All I right. Okay. So, so, But like I, a couple nights ago, uh, I had a friend over and I just wanted to put something on TV because I'm a man and you just can't sit in silence with another guy because you don't know how to talk. You need to have a side by side. How well do you know this man? He's a really good friend of mine. But like I'm not, you know, this is this is part of masculinity in America. In it's a strange thing is men have side by side conversations and women have face to face conversations. This That's is so wild. This is why we're this is why we're so broken in the inside <laughs> and so instead of just having silence i just put on a movie at random that i could find through youtube tv and i put in uh i put on ace ventura pet detective no still oh, funny my still gosh. funny although some of the more sensitive material in that movie does not age well i think the only with, jim carrey with movie Finkel and einhorn yeah i think the only jim carrey movie that i still like is the mask what? That was going to be the one from that era I don't like anymore. I don't know why. It, I guess it, I was an impressionable youth when I watched it. Okay. And I thought yeah. it was silly. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. But like Dumb and Dumber is on that list for me. Tommy Boy, uh, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Um, uh, there's something about Mary, Kingpin, uh, Happy Gilmore. These are like these movies that like I'll still find funny, but I have to realize that me now, if these movies came out, I would be like, that's stupid. <laughs> I just don't think I would like it. And that's well, not was... fair, but that's just sort of what happens. Well, I feel like there was a sweet spot in comedy then that that was the comedic like relief at the time. Like now comedy is sharper, mm-hmm. smarter. I don't use smarter as like a... I don't know. It's like snarkier. Yeah, it's I definitely more like. cynical. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, and and yeah, I, you know, sharper might be the because this is dumb, but it's like it still, like I said, it still makes me laugh, and and this stuff's pretty cyclical. So I'm assuming, you know, in ten years we're gonna have uh, another comeback of sort of the sillier 
sillier movies like this. I cannot remember. Oh my gosh, this is so random and it's going to date like I guess like whenever all of this comes out or whatever. But okay, so I like last season um I had a guest like a non-podcast guest, like a non she's not a podcaster and she was okay. calling this type of humor like dumb humor. Which I guess okay. would be like lowbrow humor. So on a level that everyone can understand sort of thing. Yeah. And so that's going to include the umbrella term includes like fart jokes and like random stuff like that. Or like um, more slapstick, like physical comedy, things like that. Broad. Yeah. Broad humor. Yeah. So um, I hadn't seen a movie because we're talking about how comedy is so sharp now. I hadn't seen a movie that actually used a fart joke in, like, a while. Like, at a theater. Yeah. Um, For, like, actual comedic relief. And we went to see Teen Titans go to the movies. Okay. It's, like, a... It's a, it's a cartoon movie that's for children, but it's... I know Teen Titans. Yeah. We'll explain it to everybody, I guess. But it's also, like... Have you seen the like the new Teen Titans Go series? A little bit, yeah. So it's like more geared towards kids versus the old one used to be like teenagers. And so it's sillier. They had a fart joke that like went on for a, a bit and I cried. <laughs> I like and I felt like I was the only person in the movie theater laughing. But it was just like so yeah. pure. It was just a pure comedic joke. Yeah. And I was like, why don't we have more of this? Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of wonder if like SpongeBob SquarePants is sort of like part of the change. I like I think the first few seasons of SpongeBob are very funny. And that's like the early aughts. And I feel like that was like silly earnestness at its height, like at its most extreme. And now like everything's sort of changed since then. Well, like SpongeBob is a meme lord anyway. That's true. Because like now, now as is. soon as you said SpongeBob, like the first thing that popped into my head was Krusty Krab is unfair. Mr. Krabs is in there standing at the concession, plotting his oppression. Like that's literally <laughs> what I thought about. But like that's my yeah. childhood. So that's like my super impressionable youths of like building your repertoire of humor. Mm-hmm. So I guess it did sharpen it a bit. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe. I mean, listen, what do I know? But that—that's the first thing I thought of. Is is SpongeBob served sort of like the SpongeBob change comedy? I mean, he might have like because it's it. I think it's is it still ongoing? I don't know. I mean, the creators like the original creator doesn't work on stuff for it anymore. So I kind of, um, I'm not sure if it's still going. I don't think it is. I think I it think up. it's sort of. No, it's still going. It is 1999 to present. Wow, 11 seasons. Yeah, but like uh, Hillenbrad left. Is that who originally did it? Yeah, Hillenberg, I think, left at a certain point. I think only like the first four seasons he's involved with. But yeah, still going. Never mind. Well, like, and it's huh. it's like right now, I guess this would be like a, a broader topic to cover, not just specifically Austin Powers, but like, Austin Powers' brand of humor was still in that, like, broad, like, lower brow, like, humor. Fart jokes, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Sure. 
So then you transition into more, you get sharper along the spectrum of like as the aughts go on mm-hmm. of like everybody's humor is being honed by all of the media they're consuming. So when it comes to like growing up, I guess it you you would transition as you're you're growing up of like I like all this silly humor. Okay, that humor is really stupid. You're stupid for liking that. And then you kind of are honing and getting more cynical and getting more jaded with humor. But my thing is is the reason why humor is getting sharper now because the largest portion of the population went through that honing stage. Is that why? Or is it, is that the larger, I guess I'm getting like very sociological here. I don't know. But is it, is it because like most of the media consumption is happening in that age group that got honed down like that? And that's the age group that as a, as you know, you target, right? That's 18 to 34. Yeah. That's who you're targeting. So that's who you care about. You don't really care about anyone else. So that may be part of it. I think you also have like, you know, you've had these voices that have changed things and you sort of have like Ricky Gervais in the office that sort of turned in, you know, like taking this mockumentary style, this documentary style and turned it into something which then, you know, the American office used and you see in other shows. And then you also have Tina Fey and sort of like this extreme humor of, um, uh, 30 Rock and I think you know I mean part of it is just these different voices that have become you know huge pioneers in comedy yeah and it sort of just changed it's, it's all you know like I said, it's all pretty cyclical so I wouldn't be surprised if in 10 years we see a change I mean I feel like I'm already seeing a change now because there's like a resurgence of like people getting nostalgic yeah for like different brands of humor or even like um, like reboots of things that you used to love when you were a kid, they're being more successful now. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like they're rebooting Shira now. Yeah. So it's like you're yeah, we're cyclically coming back around the '80s, and probably like swinging yeah. back through the '90s and the aughts again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably true. I mean, even 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 Austin Powers to some extent is, you know, touching on people who love these Bond films from the '60s. Mm-hmm. So we bring it all back. Wow, got heavy at the last episode. Weird. We sounded smart for a little bit. We did. I'm very proud of us. (laughs) It's not like we didn't talk about all kinds of stupid shit along the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. We redeemed ourselves at the Friday mark. So Mm -hmm. I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to come back next week and start on Monday and it'll be idiocy all over again. Um, That's right. Which is wonderful. But is there anything that you want to talk about? Like even I know you weren't on last season. Anything that you think that's notable or like really poignant that you want to not necessarily smart. You can be totally funny about this uh, about International Man of Mystery. Uh, Nothing specific. I just have a very vivid memory of seeing it with a uh, uh, a friend of one of my best friends growing up. I went to the theater with him and his dad and uh, and we went out to see this movie and I just remember thinking it was really funny and that's as from someone who's like doesn't know Bond at all at that point. Like it still just works really well and some jokes that 
you know, I got then I, I that I didn't get then I get now. And, you know, when rewatching this with my wife a couple of years ago, like we just, or not even a couple of years ago this year again, how much we loved international man of mystery. And it still, it still holds up. It's still very, very funny and charming. I think that's a big part of it too, is, uh, Austin powers for all his, you know, faults is a very charming character. I agree. That's why I keep doing this. <laughs> Yes. Because <laughs> though I get grossed out every now and again, Austin's always there to not show me his chest hair and gross me out. <laughs> so do you want to go ahead and do your plug for the week? Well, the end yeah. of the week. Yeah, I will uh, I will continue to plug Titanic Minute. By the time you listen to this, this will be over. And if you're like, oh, Rob seems okay, but I'm not listening to a minute-by-minute podcast of Titanic, which would take forever. Uh, by the point time this gets released, hopefully we would have announced our new project, which I cannot talk about yet, but it will be a weekly podcast where we talk about things, so that might be a little easier for you listeners to uh, occasionally get some smart takes like Johnny and I just talked about, and also a lot of fun. Well, that sounds fun. I'm excited to subscribe to it when it comes out. Yeah. And... My one rule of the whole podcast, do you want to take us out for the week? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to let uh, your listeners know to get horny, be randy, and stay groovy. (laughs) 